The views and opinions shared by they might be toxic hosts, guests, or sponsors are those of each contributor and do not necessarily express the official view of the brand. We are not doctors, and this podcast should not be mistaken for therapy. Nothing expressed in this content is intended to malign or harm any party or person. We are simply here to discuss and dissect our toxic relationships and to learn about yours. Welcome to the podcast. No, that, those are good. I mean, literally, it, it does get to the point where, like, you kind of have to make sure that you're not being too rigid in the situation. Because I definitely know that, like, I, I'm sure I there are times when I am being the toxic party or, you know, I'm just yeah. as dysfunctional as, you know, the people that we're talking about, but just in a different way. Um, and I definitely don't think that I am perfect. Um, so last topic, um, women being toxic, you know, I, I really like in both of my books, I try to be very like non-gender biased because I'm aware that like, there is definitely like a small percentage of men that have the narcissist women, you know, and it's like yeah. the role is reversed and they get abused. Um, I think for women, like for me, I think some of the ways that I can be toxic in relationships, I think that I'm probably, I don't give people enough grace. Like if they, so I'll give you, this is a perfect example. So there's this person I was texting from Tinder and he kept being like either traveling for the holidays or, you know, and, and we started talking around Thanksgiving. So like several holidays through there. And then this one day he kind of gave me shit for like the fact that we've been texting for two months, but it's never been heavy texting. It's like every couple of weeks, well, Hey, right. what's up? You know, let's hang out soon. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Pick a date. Let's make plans. Right. Like I wasn't an asshole when he called me out. I was like, you know what? He's right. We have been texting for two months. I'm willing to meet you. Like I wanted to meet him. I was like, let's make plans. So we make plans. Um, and you can tell me if I'm being too rigid. Maybe I am. He's still texting me. Um, so we make plans. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember it was like Wednesday or Tuesday, one of the weeknights of last week. And I legit like work from home. My job is in another country. I, I like don't do my hair or makeup unless I have something to do. I'm, I'm in same. yoga pants <laughs> and a t-shirt. Like most of yep. the time I don't fix my face. I don't fix my hair. And I don't want to spend that extra hour doing that unless I'm doing something. And so I knew we had a date planned. I did my hair. I did my makeup. He texts me. I'm finishing up with work. I'm going to go work out really quick. Um, do you want me to grab some wine? You know, like we're making legit plans and right. I'm, I'm about to be told, go ahead and head this way. Two hours later, football went into overtime. I was like, excuse me, did you just tell me that I'm waiting for football? Yeah. <laughs> And he I was like, be, yes, I I'm really sorry. And then he tells me all of the, you know, slim percentages of chance that it would have gone into overtime. And I'm just like, I literally don't give a fuck. You called yeah. me out. I'm not showing up. I made a solid effort to show up. Did my hair, did my makeup, sat here, waited for you. And so, of course, like I blocked him that night. And then I was like, was I a total dick? And I unblocked him the next day and realized that he's like still texting me. And I have it like right now it's silenced, and, but he's still like, he texted me last night of just like, you know, he's still trying, but there's that part of me. It's like, if you couldn't even make a pri priority out of our first time meeting and you bitched about that, I wasn't making it a priority. Right. This doesn't really feel like a smart move. Right. But it's also, and I, but I know I totally a hundred percent get that. And I think that I was going to say something kind of similar in terms of like being too rigid. And I, I think that like, I know for me, it's a little bit reactive. It's like, 
the negative experiences that I've had over the years dating have built up. And now like, I would have probably done the same thing. I would have been like, nope, sorry. Like you had a chance and you already gave me shit for it. And now you'd rather watch football than like go on, you know, go and meet me. So I'm done. I'm done with this. But then I have to just kind of like take a step back and just be like people like human beings are more complex. And we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes and we all have, you know, we all have complex inner lives that aren't completely like binary like people aren't necessarily good or bad or he's going to be a total asshole or he's going to be the love of my life and a soulmate and that there's a lot more in between and I definitely find myself becoming like I ghost people like that like and I and I ghosting is definitely was going to be my thing of like toxic dating behavior and I never used to ghost but over the years I've like started to go start to cut men off or doing things that like, maybe I was a little rigid, like maybe I'm missing out on good opportunities because I've, because of past experiences, I'm not even, if it even like remotely feels vaguely similar to a past experience, I'm not even, I'm done. Like I'm not even gonna entertain it. And I think maybe that's a little bit of a mistake. And I also think that black and white thinking is part of the issue of the toxic nature between men and women right now in dating. Right. I've seen like constant social media posts and TikToks that are just these like very strong, like if he wanted to, he would. And there's no other exceptions. And if a guy does this or if a guy does that, he's not like you. He doesn't, he's not into you. He's never going to commit to you. Like, and then you see the same thing for men. If, if she has, you know, if she's had sex with more than one person, she will always cheat on you. Like these like these things I know I keep saying bizarre because it does they are though they're very um it's just presumptuous and it's like systemic yeah exactly and it's as like it's not as if like women and men aren't we're not human beings who are more complex than just like oh she's had more sex with more than one person she will cheat on you it's like where did you read that who told you that where is that written down like it's just and it's the same thing for men and I you know and I I'm I'm not innocent, you know, like I've definitely made, I made an entire video about if he wanted to, he would. And I do think that there is a lot of truth in that statement, but it's not a hundred percent true all the time. People have other things in life. Like people, you know, it's like, oh, he's not texting me. So he doesn't like me. It's like, yeah, he's not texting you, but maybe he's, he could easily have other things going on. And he could also not like you. Like the two things can be true at the same time and I just like it concerns me and not everybody enjoys texting 24 7 like I know for me that's exhausting (laughs) like when the dude called me I was so relieved I was like and I literally I was so honest on our first phone call I said I'm actually really glad you picked up the phone I was going to tell you part of the reason I didn't you know text back and forth with you all day is because I don't enjoy texting and I was proud of myself that I was like so honest and and I also said I don't want to spend a bunch of hours getting to know you over text. I would much rather get to know you in person or over the phone, but I just, I don't want us to be texting and turning this into a fantasy. Like I'm also just like, I'm a bad texter and I have been, I just like don't enjoy texting. I'm a bad texter. And I have been told on dates with guys that they were like being like, they're really relieved. They're like, wow, I was actually really concerned about this date because like I, you are so cool and you're funny and we're having such a great time. And I thought that you would be boring. Like I was concerned you were going to be boring because of how you, you text and having to be like, I'm just a boring texter. Like I just don't really like enjoy texting. 
And I had seen, I had seen this TikTok that was posted um, by this creator that has like millions of followers, like a really big creator. And uh, she had been like, if you're, if the guy you're dating, like if he's not texting you like three, four times a day, he's not into you. Like he doesn't like you break up with this man. And the, there was like thousands of comments and there were all these comments from women being like agreeing, being like, oh, hundred percent. Like if your man isn't obsessed with you, like if he's not blowing your shit up all the time, like he doesn't like you and you need to break up with that man. And I'm, I'm like, like if a guy was texting me three or four times a day, I would be annoyed. Like I would be like, right. And I think that definitely those comments are going to be like the age difference thing, right. Of like the younger (laughs) people are going to be like, Oh my God, he better. Cause I used to feel like that. I mean, definitely like a decade ago, me probably would have still enjoyed that. And now I definitely would see that as a red flag of like, I don't really want to be love bombed. And I also like, I think it's one thing, like when you're in it with somebody versus when you're getting to know somebody. And one of the, I think one of the worst things that can happen on dating apps is where you go through that thing where like the texting is too frequent, too much, too much detail. Like, so, and I hate sexting that as like my, like as oh, soon as that starts, I'm like, please, so like my brain, my brain is like, can you just not like hate sexting? I hate it so much. It does nothing for me. I find it very annoying. I don't feel comfortable is. doing it. I feel like everything that I say feels stupid. And well, like, I literally, and also no matter what I'm doing, like if a guy is sexting me, if I even attempt to engage in sexting, I am never doing the things that I say that I'm doing. Like, he's like, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm kind of playing along, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, like my hand is down my pants. When in reality, I'm like brushing my teeth while putting something in the laundry. Like I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like I just came. Like, are you done yet? Because I feel like the times I've ever engaged in that. And especially like, I think it's one thing to be sexting someone after you've had sex and you guys know what each other likes and like you're into each other. That's a different type of sexting the times I've ever had sexting before I've met someone or before I've hooked up with someone it's been like the absolute worst (laughs) all like filling the blanks I'm either not attracted to you like the minute you walk in the door I'm like oh my god I would never even (laughs) want to touch you like gross or like there's or like you get to the point where you do have sex with the person and you're like like the texting took longer yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, okay. Or it's like the texting gave an expectation that didn't happen. You actually like like, were experienced in some way. Yeah. Or you're like you're sexting with somebody who's telling you that they're gonna do because you haven't had sex with them yet. So if it's like a person you haven't had sex with (laughs) and the way that they're sexting you is like you're already like they're not into the same things that I'm into. Like I remember one time a long time ago. I was sexting this dude. This is like <laughs> from Tinder, like before we had actually met in person. And like he and we were kind of playing this like game of almost like a narration of talking about ourselves, like as if we're not ourselves, like the girl or the boy. And uh, and he was like, you know, the boy, you know, like pulled down her pants and flipped her over and like put his tongue in her ass. And I was like, and then the boy stopped because the girl didn't seem to be enjoying that and would prefer he not do that ever again. Like, I trying to be like that's not, the girl doesn't like that. The girl prefer you stay away from her ass. Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like put that in there. Well, I feel like porn has broken so many people's brains. Yeah. Like, I, I know that sounds really like blanket statement. But honestly, like, I mean, I'm older, you know, and I'm much older than you. I'm 46. So I've had, you know, that long being single and, date, and I haven't dated the entire time. 
I was in a long relationship right after my marriage. And then it was funny. It's like, I did get to the point where I was celibate for like two and a half years, but I was only celibate. I didn't actually deal with my shit during that time. So I just got back into shitty relationships, like right out of the gate. Um, But I totally forgot. I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, porn, sexting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruined us. I have definitely noticed that the way people engage with each other, the way people treat each other, and especially like the quality of a physical interaction, like dudes think that they're in training when they're watching porn and buddy, like, I don't know how to introduce you to like the times that I grew up, like in the nineties, like before cell phones, like you would actually have an attraction to somebody like you might make out, like there was a whole skill set that dudes knew and understood and shared with one another about how to actually be a good lover. And that's the thing is like, I don't think dudes understand that like women definitely want to have sex. We just don't want to have terrible sex. Like (laughs) I love great sex all day long, but I am not going to be with somebody who's completely disappointing, who doesn't know how to touch me, who doesn't make me feel safe, who I'm not, I mean, it needs to be a 10 out of a 10. And dude, you would be getting pleased. Like, you know, you wouldn't like, I just, I don't think that men really understand that they think that they're not getting enough. It's because they're not giving anything. Yeah. And also, you know, that's, you know, one of the biggest issues I think porn has caused too, is that foreplay it's like what happened to foreplay it's like and I the married guy like one time when we we hooked up he like noted to me like he like uh because after we'd have sex like he'd always be like oh my god like that was you're so hot like that was amazing and then one time he was like yeah he was like I mean that was great for me he was like but you were like you were dry like what was going on with that and I was like I wasn't ready like you just shoved it in there like there was like yeah no, you know, no foreplay or like anything like that. Like you didn't warm me up. It's like this expectation that women are just like ready to go. And, you know, yes. and the fact that I wasn't like he was, it was like, he was, it was like, it hurt his self-esteem that I was, as he said, like dry. And, uh, and, and I was like, well, if I was dry, then why did you continue to try to shove it in? Like, it's like, right. and like clearly, and I got the, you know, vibe from like, he watches too much porn. And one of the last things he said to me, it was like, after the last time we had sex, um, and uh, I'm really glad that I didn't dive deeper into that because it was kind of like shocking. But he he said uh, he was like, well, what kind of he's like, what kind of stuff like other like kinky shit are you into? Which was almost like him being like, OK, now that we've had normal sex a few times, like where right. what can, where else can we take this? Where I was like, this is we haven't even reached the like epitome of how good normal sex can be. Like we're totally up to that. But he's like, we, we've covered that already. I think and, most and, dudes don't even know that. Yeah. Regular normal sex can be fucking great. Right. Exactly. And then, uh, and I told him, I was like, I I was like, just like normal shit. Like, I don't know, like maybe some like light bonded shit. If like, you know, somebody really well, but like, I'm not, you know, I don't have, you know, like, I don't want to be like, you know, I need any kinky weird shit to be like over a bridge or something. Like, I don't need that. And, uh, and then he, and I was like, what about you? And then he was like, well, um, he's like, I'm really, I don't want to say this. Um, he was like, I'm really into like painful. And I was like, oh, and then he was Did like, you ask ah. like painful for who? Like, yeah, well, that's what like I said. I was like, or does he want to hurt you? I'm confused. I was like, like, do you do you want me to like to peg you? Is like that's the next level. And then he was like, oh no, like, no, no, no. And oh, because that's like, definitely th- I mean, I've dealt with that. I've dealt with a dude. I, I don't even feel like I should share this story, but now that it's coming out of my mouth, I don't know if I can stop. 
please, please. There was this person that I was on and off with for a couple of years and he had some crazy tendencies that I didn't really realize to the end or towards the end. And he started hooking up with dudes towards the end. And then a couple of years later, don't ask me why, like we weren't actively talking or texting. I mean, it's like five, eight years. I mean, it's many, too many years in the future. Right. He was like, I, I need to tell you something. I just have to tell someone. And it feels like you are the person that I can tell. Look how confidential I'm being. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're really keeping it on the lock. I really right. Yeah. I'm sure this is making someone feel really safe right now. Yeah. Thankfully, nobody's involved with me, so it doesn't matter. Um, dude slept with his mom. He'd always had a fantasy about sleeping with his mom and he legit in his thirties, he may have been like 33, went back home and gave it to his mom and wanted to tell me about it. And I was like, I don't want to hear about this. You're like, what do you even, how do you even like respond? Like, do you you think that I was going to be turned on? Like, why are you? Right. Again, it's like, this sounds like something you should say to a mental health professional. Like, well, well, yeah. And I think it also just goes back to like, these broken, strange fantasies that men are getting from porn without really realizing. And of course, like the brain, I mean, you know, this, the brain doesn't know the difference. And I just, I don't know, like it's, oh my God, I, holy shit. I would be like, that's very upsetting news. I don't know. (laughs) It was, I mean, it was, what happened was we had a mutual friend. The mutual friend was his first girlfriend from high school because what happened was he went, he left where he was from, went into the military and moved to where I lived. And then him and I saw each other right. for a couple of years. And so her and I became like social media friends. And so of course my natural, you know, like non-confidential, like I'm in shock. I need to share this. I need to socially regulate by sharing this with, <laughs> it, with a social, you know, I couldn't resist. I literally messaged her and I was like, dude, he slept with his mom and she was like, no. And then of course <laughs> she said something to him and he, you know, reaches out. That wasn't your secret to share. And I was like, I didn't ask you for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's no like part yeah. of me said, yes, please violate with me with your horrible secret. Like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to hear like, it was just very disturbing because of course I'm thinking like the age of my parents, I'm trying to imagine, right. like, you know, just disturbing all the way around but again like you know if you I mean and I'm not really a porn person I'm like that's just not my deal but the very few times that I have watched porn like the silly ridiculous storylines are just like yeah and there's so much I mean you know mom and son you know step me and and my sister yeah me and my sister stepsister daughter and father like those like ones that it's like step this they usually try to do the stepfather which is slightly less like offensive but not really um wow I mean the 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 married guy when he told me about the you know painful thing and I continued to probe that which was a mistake um I uh I knew that words there yeah Yeah. Um, I, I had asked him, I was like, like, you know, I said, like, do you want me to like, like, fuck you? And like, I, I don't think I want to do that, but I just want to know if that's something you want, because then I need to think Would about you like to experience pain. Is that what you're yeah. telling me? Is that what you're telling me? Cause like, I could like smack you or something. Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll go to think about it. Um, and, uh, and then he was like, no, no. He was like, I like painful. Like when I like, like for me to like, I like it when the women in the porn are like screaming and crying in pain. Um, and I was like, 
like I didn't see that coming at all because like most of the sex that we had had was very vanilla and like just very normal and like yeah a little bit like rough sometimes but like in a normal type I feel of like a little way. bit rough is a normal that's a normal yeah, thing like, most women enjoy like I don't yeah, like, like we weren't always like making love yeah, you know like, I don't like that fucking um yeah I don't like that I don't like that either. I'm like, don't gaze into my eyes. Like, I can't focus. Yeah, don't play music. Like, we're not, it's not no, that. Like, yeah. Um, and out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same. No, I'm saying that actually makes me like super uncomfortable. Where I'm like, yeah. Um, but I'm like, I don't want to be caressed. Just touch me. You know, like I uh yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> so when he said that, I was like, I was, I was. I was shook you know I was like I because it was like I was the first time I'd been like that is the biggest red flag I've ever heard like and he said it so confidently like that was like a possibility um and then I was like oh okay um I hear I hear you on that um I was like is that something you watch in you know a lot of porn he said yeah that's like most of the porn that I that I watch and I had to be like so that's not an option here um that's never going to be happening um and I, I don't know what else to tell you. And then he was like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. He was like, I don't like expect that from you. And I was like, then why would you tell me? Like, I'm never, right. I'm never going to be able to get that out of my mind because and I'm like thinking about every girl that he dates afterwards. I'm like, he's just going to be like wondering to himself the entire time he's dating that girl. If there was ever going to be opportunity to do painful with her, like what, like, well, and I just can't imagine like what part of someone's fucked up brain. Yeah would enjoy inflicting pain on someone that they supposedly care about. Because I don't know about you, but like when I'm having sex, I'm doing it for pleasure. And I also greatly enjoy pleasing my partner. Like there's no part of me that would be like, I think I want to sneak, you know, some pain in there. Like that would never cross my mind. I just can't. Me neither. And the thing that he noted that he like really kind of like that seemed to be the thing that was the biggest turn on to him was the women in the porn screaming and crying. Yeah. Specifically what he was into. And I was like, oh boy, like this is, this is big information. Um, and, uh, and I'm like, I don't want you to want to hurt me. Like, that's not, I don't want any guy that I'm having sex with to be like, God, it'd be so much hotter if you were crying. Like, I'm like, where is that coming from? And I guess it's, yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, that's, I wish that's insane. Oh my God. So we're about to finish up here, but your caressing comment reminded me of a hilarious first (laughs) date with some really awkward caressing. (laughs) Even that word is like it's terrible, right? Like it's way worse than moist. Whoever decided oh. moist was the bad word, like they didn't even think about caressing because yeah, that's like, like <laughs> way up there. Yeah, like I just I was sitting on the sofa with this guy, and I was positive already. Like I knew I wasn't attracted to him. We, you know that how that is on your first date. Yeah. Like you know that it's either hard yes, hard no. And for me, it was already hard no. And so he starts with the. Okay, first, the really awkward comment that's almost as awkward as the caressing. He says, your heart seems really closed right now, Maria. Oh, And uh, especially, like, the way, like, my name rolled out of his mouth was just, like, super, like, like don't yeah. say my name again, please. Like, And then he grabs my hand, and he puts it on his thigh, and he caresses himself with it. <laughs> he was like, I want you to pet me. Yes. <laughs> And you did a pet my, he's like, this, you know, I'm like, are you trying to show me what you're expecting? Like, if I wanted to touch you, I wouldn't need instruction, I promise. Like, 
it's also the, like a little bit of the emotional manipulation where it's like you're not touching him so therefore your heart isn't open like it's like trying to like play on your emotionality in order to get you to like be physical with him which I think <laughs> is like what a strategy like oh my god you're like no dude this isn't my heart not being open I'm not attracted to you <laughs> like, yeah I'm like um it's not my heart it's actually my vagina my, vagina. Yeah, my legs Which I can now like actually hear being boarded up with like those like big metal doors you see in like sci-fi movies like that's what's happening to my vagina right now <laughs> I don't even remember how I ended that day I, I probably just blocked it all out because I remember how awkward yeah. the <laughs> the forced caressing was and I was just like my hand does not want to be stroking your thigh right now like I would never stroke a dude's thigh like that like that's yeah, like, weird that's so weird that's oh my god weird. I feel like we could do this for hours but I know, I know, I know. you have a bazillion things to do in your life um <laughs> thank you a bazillion for giving me obviously so much of your time but this has been Absolutely. enormously entertaining I feel like we have <laughs> probably have a good, good couple episodes out of this yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm super excited to listen to it. This has been super, super fun. I knew this would be such a vibe when you reached out to me. Um, but yeah, uh, feel free to like use whatever. I have no shame. Uh, um, so- definitely. Why don't you share um, your TikTok so that if people want to find yeah. you, um, they can do that. Um, so my TikTok is EV, like the letter E, the letter V, um, Marie XO. And uh, feel free to follow me on TikTok and you can hear more details about some of my terrible dating stories. As I said, I have learned to turn tragedy into strategy. Um, So if I'm going to go on these terrible, awful dates, um, I'm going to get something out of it. And that's sharing it with all of you. Um, So yeah, feel free to follow me. And again, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Yes, it has been. I actually, all of my life, I've been wanting to write books. And now that I've started, there's like a list of them, but I have always wanted to write a book about crazy dating stories I don't know it might even be fun to go 50 50 of like one from a man one from a woman like I, I feel like I need to do that thank you for listening to they might be toxic podcast we truly appreciate your likes subscribes shares and especially your time we wish you safety insight and empowerment as you navigate your own healing path they might be toxic podcast airs every Sunday at 8 a.m central If you've enjoyed our content, please subscribe and look for our books on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold.